This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by David McDonald's. I, I had to stop you several times in our uh, our pre-recording chat, our little warm-up, because you, Damon McDonald, are so sick of New Japan Pro Wrestling that you've gone over to the dark side. You sat and you watched both nights of WrestleMania? No, not both nights, just uh, the, the Sunday night. Well, let's, let's stop recording now. You go and watch watch both of them, and then we'll come back. And talk. <laughs> just, just the Sunday. Just because... Um, uh, I just had people over at the bar, and um, I figure, what, what the fuck, you know, might as well put it on. Um, but I truly don't remember watching much of it. Right, I had other sports that were on other TVs in the place, but I do remember seeing uh, what, <laughs> what they opened with Bray and and. Uh, and Orton and uh, so, sorry, Bray. Who is this Bray of which you speak? You mean the Fiend? My bad. My bad. Yes, the Fiend, the guy who apparently was lit a fire, a flame uh, against the Viper. And uh, there was a box and uh, you know face bleeding, but not real blood, like horror, evil blood coming out of. I forget her name. I don't know. Um, uh, I I watched. Uh, <laughs> look, we talk Can a we lot. Have, of, what were your thoughts on it? Tell us about it the Fiend versus Randy Orton. <laughs> it was terrible. It what was, did you dislike about it? And what did I like about it? I just, I mean, can we? Like, I understand that different wrestling promotions tailor to a certain uh, audience, and that audience might like a more dramatic view of pro wrestling this like how can anybody seriously look at this and be entertained by this other than this is absurd <laughs> you know, i mean just like this is the most ridiculous thing i've uh, i've ever seen and i've watched some pro wrestling like I just and um, do, you, do you think there's anyone from New Japan watching that? I think rubbing their hands, thinking, "Oh, like is Will Ospreay sitting there watching that, thinking, oh, now that is that's what yeah. I call an angle. Like, I'd love to get my acting chops around something like that." But I don't even know what it was. Like it was like all of a sudden, like uh, the young lady had that the 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 gunk coming out of her face, and then. Uh, like it, they disappeared and lights are going out. Like I was just like, oh, like uh, I gotta be honest with you. The one thing I was thinking of was, uh, is this gonna be like what e- that evil thing? All I kept thinking of was that stipulation that you talked about with Yano and Evil. Like, is this gonna be like this in any way, shape, or form? I hope not. Um, and then Joel, uh, in in these troubling times of 2021. Uh, I watched uh, the man known as a, uh, Apollo Cruz. Is it? It's Apollo Cruz uh, and Biggie battle in what they were calling. I don't even think it, uh, it was a Nigerian 
death match or Nigerian something? And I was like, it was a Nigerian drum match, wasn't drum it? Drum match. There were drums involved. Yeah, there were drums, and that's what I was wondering. Like, why are there drums here? I guess I didn't get the drum part. I didn't. I didn't hear the drum part. So I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "There's fucking bongos at red. What's going on here?" Uh, yeah. I was like, "Really? There's no other death matches." <laughs> Two black eyes could do than a Nigerian death match, huh? Okay. Already sounds 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 like we're we're staying current. Um I couldn't believe that guy. I was just like, really? All right. Like all right. I just I don't know. Have we learned nothing? All right. Uh which which I will say they they for a while there they were they were they were beating the shit out of each other. Um and then, uh, what did I watch? Uh, Asuka. I believe I saw Asuka again with a lot of face paint on. Uh, what's her name? Is it Ray Ripley? Is it? Uh, again, I don't. Yeah, Rhea Ripley. Rip. Rhea Ripley. Okay, okay. Uh, I saw that. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Um, and then the main event, I I kicked everybody out because I was tired. And I hated everyone. <laughs> Sick and tired of hearing voices, so I was like, I, "I'm just guys. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work in the morning." So uh, that was that. You mean you were tired of hearing voices in your head, ah, like Randy Orton? Yes, yes. I tell you what, though, they had some, they had some stormy weather in in Tampa. Um, what night one was 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 troubled was was uh, a lot of. Uh, a lot of thunderstorms that were rolling by there. But listen, I, don't make fun of me because uh, I watched this. Uh, one, I didn't pay a dime. And two, um, I watched, again, two seconds of, of stuff. It was just on the TV. And on the other TV, I had like baseball and hockey games on, and I was mostly watching that. Uh, and three, um, I know there was a lot of people that uh, watched The Mania um, from all over the world. Some people in quarantine. Some people uh, just, uh, you know, did it and they looked forward to it. So uh, don't, don't, don't point a finger at me, Joel Abraham. I, uh, I also watch Strong too. So what do you think? Of, what do you think of those apples? Yeah, I think this uh, uh, this is likely to be a strong, heavy episode because there's not really much of interest happening on the main roster of New Japan hence uh, I was talking for a good five minutes here about uh, Wrestlemania which yeah by, by all accounts I heard was one of the better ones so I don't know maybe I'll go back and, and check out some of those matches uh, I do have a question for you circling back to the, the Fiend who you know you've been paying close attention to this he was incinerated by his nemesis Randy Orton when he was burned alive and went up in, in flames He's obviously recovered from that. He didn't die. Do you think his pubic hair grew back? <laughs> well, if it did, let me tell you something. Uh, I got something better than uh, a blowtorch to take care of that uh, that uh, area that may have gotten out of control. You know, he's got a lot on his mind with that feud. Uh, listen, you know what we're talking about. Our good friends at Manscaped. I, I heard we got some rave uh, reviews. I heard we got some people that are excited for the return of Manscaped on the Super J cast. Did I hear that right, Joel? 
Correct, yeah, it's everyone's favourite part of the show. <laughs> they they start listening, wait for the man's manscape segue and ad read, and then they they, they drop out and that's it, they're done. <laughs> They've heard I can't enough. I cannot blame them. Uh again, manscaped everyone, they're back and we couldn't be more excited. Uh they are the best in men's below the waist grooming. That's what they call themselves. I like that. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I'm going to read that again. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Wow. That now they they paid a marketing person some fucking big bucks for that one. Uh they obsess over their technology developments to provide you, you, Mr. Pubic Hair, with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. I'm one of them. Count me in, because my balls love them, love the Manscaped. And guess what? We have an exclusive offer for Super Jcast listeners, 20 percent off and free shipping with the code jcast right jcast at manscaped.com that's manscaped.com again we're talking about advanced skin safe technology on that lawnmower 3.0 it's got the little light so you can have that nighttime grooming maybe a sexy nighttime grooming session with your lover hmm uh, and so again, you're making sure you're shaved down. You're making sure you're cleaned up. Nobody loves the pubes. Get rid of them. Clean them up. Lawnmower 3.0. We're talking about uh, the crop preserver. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, the crop preserver. That's what they call it. Keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, stinking like a like a bag of onions. Nobody wants that. So uh, I got a little package, pardon the pun, uh, that Manscaped threw in a little... Don't be so modest, Damon. It's bigger than you think. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's They threw in some gifts for me, too. Uh, I got a pair of boxer briefs. Nice. And a little uh, T-shirt as well. Uh, look, here's the deal. Clean up yourself. Make yourself feel nice. I'll, I'll tell you what. You'll feel better about yourself. It's kind of like getting a new fresh haircut, right? You clean them up down there. You feel like uh, you powder. No, no, you powder them up. You you put on that deodorant cream, and it, you don't feel sticky. You don't feel uh, icky. It's really nice. You feel clean. You feel good. You, you're out for a night on the town. The next thing you know, two girls are clunking their heads. Just can't wait to get down there. Look, it's Manscaped, right? That's what we're talking about. Manscaped. Get twenty percent off right now. Do it right now. You, you listen. You heard enough about it. You've heard us talk about it for forever. Manscaped is where it's at. Manscaped, 20% off, free shipping. Use that code super, or JCAST, JCAST. I'll say it again, JCAST, 20% off, free shipping. From our friends at Manscaped, manscaped.com is where you want to go. Get that perfect package. Get that perfect package. Get the perfect package. Package for you and your lover, manscaped.com. And if you don't, they won't advertise with us anymore. You won't get any more of these fun segues and great ad reads like mybookie.com dropped us because you freeloading scum weren't using the code. Yeah. 
So you've got to use it or we lose it. Yeah. And speaking of which, Damon, speaking of freeloading scum, uh, I'm going to give a, a little plug to the Red Circle. Redcircle.com forward slash... What is it? Show, forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. Mm-hmm. And give a shout out to friend of the show, Walter Gunderson, who put his money where his mouth is. Put his hand in his pocket. Nice. And threw some cash at us. Some richly deserved cash because we do this, put a lot of effort into this. Don't have to do this. We don't get anything from it. Oh. A lot of the time we don't want to do it. <laughs> a lot of the time when we, we start this phone call on a, a bright night on a Tuesday morning for you, you sound like you'd rather be uh, shaving your balls than talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I don't blame you. This is a thankless task. And you know, we've been doing uh, this great service for you. So, again, Walter Gunnison, top Thank man. You, Thank you. Throwing yeah. some cash our way. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. And yes. if you want us to give you a personalised shout on the show, give us money. Yeah. Well, and you'll have to tell us. Send us a direct message on Twitter. Let us know you've done it because we don't know who sent us money. Um, we don't get that information. We just get the money sent to us. So if you are one of those people who did, let us know. I will gladly give you some props on air for supporting the show and, and keeping this thing going. Because I'll, I'll, I'll tell, tell you, you Damon, <laughs> come November... Um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. You know what I'm talking about. Come November, I'm not sure if I will be able to keep doing this. I mean, hopefully I will. Yeah. I should be able to, but it's going to be a lot harder. And um, people throwing money at us will make that easier. Let's it will. put it that way. Yeah, it, it sure will. So, uh, yeah, I uh, we're not going to pull back the curtain on that one yet. But yes, we... Uh, there's things on the horizon that put the Super JKS in jeopardy. Uh, but I I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Um, but yes, Walter, thank you for your donation. Thank you for contributing to your favorite pro wrestling podcast. Uh, and let me just say, just as a side note, um, I've heard a rumor that Walter has a very enormous and delicious uh, penis. And um, very well groomed as well. Well groomed as well, and uh, a, a charming gentleman as well. And I've never met the man, but I, he has to be because uh, of his willingness to uh, help us out as well. So excellent job all the way around. Um, yeah, I know we got we got a we got a surprise in the mail the other day. I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> all right, nice." So uh, thank you, everyone. And and again, when 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 my when my small business ad reads come come across soon, <laughs> and I start promoting my business uh, here, uh, yeah, help us out there too. That'd be great. All right, very good. Uh, one thing I saw actually in the news today that uh, well, it wasn't today, a couple of days ago. Uh, Okada carrying the Olympic torch. I was wondering whether or not they were going to go ahead with that, uh, but the, the the man did it. It seems like they're going ahead with the Olympics. It's going to be the weirdest Olympics ever. Like, very sort of strange, lame duck Olympics. But um, yeah. there we go. We had our man, Kazuchika Okada, carrying the Olympic torch. So Are you an Olympic guy? A proud guy? moment for him. Yeah. Are you an Olympic guy? Uh, no, I've got no interest in it. Zero. Which one do you yeah. do? You prefer one or the other? Other Winter over summer or summer over winter? I, I don't, don't care. care. I don't, don't watch either of them. You don't watch it at all? No. Not even the not even not even the footy. No, I don't watch any football now. I don't even watch Arsenal. I, I, my football consumption is just 
podcasts. I just listen to podcasts about the football that I don't watch, and that's that's enough for me. Right. Well, why? What's the problem? Your team just stinks? Uh, Arsenal are very inconsistent, and also the time difference makes it... Yeah. Most of our matches are in the middle of the night, or our big matches are anyway. If there's like one at an agreeable hour, like a you know Saturday early kickoff, that will be maybe sort of around 8pm here. I might try and catch it, but every time I do that, I end up uh, upset and <laughs> frustrated and wish I hadn't bothered. So. Right. That's all right. Well, are they getting better? I mean, they were, they were sucking ass no, before. No, we're not getting better. No. Um, it, in our defence, it looks like there is a plan... And a direction, and and some intent there, but we don't seem to have the personnel to to execute that at the moment. Um, I will give the manager the benefit of the doubt, give him another transfer window to bring in the players that he wants, and we'll see how we do next year. But this season, we we've got a crunch game against Slavia Prague on Thursday night. Uh, we kind of fucked up the first leg, the home leg. We scored. Very late on, so 85 minutes. So I thought, oh, okay, yeah, we might, you know, take a lead into the away leg. That'd be good. But then we shot ourselves in the foot and conceded a last-minute equaliser. So we're taking a very precarious one-one into the away leg, and I don't really have confidence that we're going to do the job. If we don't, then that's it. Our season's pretty much done because winning that Europa League because this is this quarterfinals, second leg. So if we if we win that, then we've got a semi final on our plate. You know, something to look forward to at least a fighting chance of getting a trophy in, in Champions League football. But I think we're like tenth in the Premier League. We're just we're just the mid table club now, so mm-hmm. it's very hard to get excited about that. Is it boring um, watching them play? Do they play a style that's at least exciting? Like, do they lose with like, <laughs> with their guns blazing, or is it just like fucking slogging? Ugh. It's very exciting, but for the the opposition, not for me. And exciting in not a good way because the the whole philosophy now is our manager Arteta. He wants us to build the play from the back, which means you know when the defenders got it or the goalies got it, no matter how much pressure they're under, he wants them to play nice, short, tidy passes out from the back. To uh, I, I think the intention is that you are kind of inviting the opposition to put pressure on you and, and to commit their attackers forward and then you sort of pass through them or around them and, and launch a dynamic counter-attack and score on the break. But what often ends up happening is our goalkeeper or defenders panic legs. when they see strikers like rushing towards them. Uh, and yeah, the last full match that I watched live uh, ended with our uh, goalkeeper... No, it was, it was one of our midfielders passing uh, a horizontal pass across the six-yard box literally into the leg of a non-Russian striker. <laughs> yeah, so he, like, he literally, he turned 90 degrees, kicked the ball sideways into the opposing striker's leg and it bounced off his knee and went in our goal. So at that point, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I watching this utter shit? And yeah, I haven't watched any since. <laughs> wow. Well, look, uh, you know, listen, there's, there's plenty of room on that Maple Leafs bandwagon, Joel, if you ever need a fix of uh, disappointing teams. There's plenty of room on that Maple Leafs bandwagon. Although we are good, uh, we we are, but we're always good in the regular season, Joel. Joel, we're always good. We're all we look dominant. We look dynamic. We look uh, we're just scoring goals left and right, left and right, uh, in in dazzling fashion. Hat tricks. Uh, just just our cup runneth over. We had a, our a goaltender who you know. 
had a struggling career elsewhere, came here. He's lit the world on fire. He said he, he broke a, a Maple Leafs record for consecutive wins, Joel. Uh, and this is a team that's been around since the fucking the earth cooled and the Maple Leafs were formed. Um, and he's breaking records. Lost last night. They lost last night. Uh, but looking looking strong atop the North Division as they've realigned. Uh, the problem is this, Joe, is that the playoffs are probably around ooh, 20 games away. And we find new and inventive ways of shitting the bed every fucking year. When it counts, we find a way to fuck it up for years. We haven't won a Stanley Cup or championship uh, since the 60s. The 60s. So uh, it's always a pleasant time, playoff time hockey here in the McDonald house. Uh, yeah. So there's plenty of room on that bandwagon, Joel. If, again, great things are projected for them. They are, uh, again, atop the, the North Division, all the Canadian teams play. The division. Uh, also, good news, uh, Joel. The, the Flyers, the team that I cover, uh, look like they're not going to be making the playoffs. They shit the bed as well, um, they, but they're not even going to get in. So that means my hockey season covering uh, will be ending soon. <laughs> as quickly as it started, it's going to be ending. Um, it feels like so. There's that. There goes there. There goes that income stream gone <laughs> again. Eat my life. Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. Keep the lights on for Damon and I. Yeah, please. All right. What do we, what do we got here? We uh, we talked a little Arsenal. We talked a little Maple Leafs. We talked a little. Well, I tell you, they, 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 I wanted to shout out two other podcasts actually because right. I, I feel when I get depressed, I just um, wallow in 90s nostalgia. So, two podcasts I've started listening to. Uh, this is going to be very uh, UK centric for people of my generation, but for fans of the the TV show Nightmare, which I've referenced before, there's uh, a relatively new podcast called Temporal Discussion. So I've been doing a rewatch of Nightmare, listen to their podcast, and also fans of the amazing TV show Games Master, which was a uh, cutting edge back in the day on, on Channel Four, which was you know all about up and coming video games and, and competitions and stuff like that. The Under Consultation podcast. So I've just been binge watching Games Master like a motherfucker. A really good challenge actually on uh, the last episode I watched with uh, NHL 92, I think. Oh, yeah. It's 94 probably. Very, very exciting. Yeah. 94 is the big so, one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would recommend that for anyone who fans of either Nightmare or Games Master. Check out those podcasts. So, um, all right, we've got to talk about wrestling now. Um, sports crowds in Tokyo back to being limited to 5,000 people. Uh, affecting shows such as Ryzen at Tokyo Dome in May and stadium wrestling events. Uh, so it looks like this. I, I mean, we've reached out to the company, haven't heard anything back yet. But I would yeah, I know that. that. I noticed that. By the way, <laughs> I, we haven't heard anything back. What the fuck? What, what's going on there? Tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Jeez. Someone asked us on Twitter, uh, Bernie said, do you guys actually talk to people in the company? I would say we talk at people in the company. <laughs> Talking to them is. Maybe misleading. Yeah, Yeah. jeez, I know. What's that about? Um, Was it so busy over there? Um, Yeah, Uh, yeah. We, I think so. I think uh, we have 
Yeah, we, we, did, we talked to people. We talked to a lot of people, unfortunately. Not unfortunately, fortunately. Um, so, yeah. Um, for the 5,000, it looks like it's what They don't have the, – I don't want to turn this into the COVID-19 fucking update – but they don't have the... Great. Yeah. I mean, sorry to interject, but I don't give a shit how many people are in that state. It doesn't make a difference to me. They're going to be clapping politely, whatever. So 5,000, 15,000 makes absolutely no difference to my viewing experience. So uh, I don't care how many people are in there. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but I will say this. Uh, you know, a bigger crowd lends to a more exciting atmosphere to... to when you watch the show. Like, the crowds help. No, it doesn't. No. What, slightly louder clapping? Yeah, well, true, right. That's true. Okay. Right, it's not like they can go berserko. Right. I get it. Good point. Um, they don't get, they don't have a vaccine, do they? They do, but they're being extremely slow about it. I think I mentioned last week, they said they're hoping to get elderly people vaccinated by it was like May 2022 or something so as soon as I saw that I was like threw my phone across him I was like oh fuck this <laughs> these clap crowds are never going away I hate everything oh. and, uh, put on an episode of Games Master to yeah. <laughs> take the pain away, take the pain away. <laughs> watching two lads battling out on uh, Mortal Kombat for the arcade nice nice yeah I put in um, I was playing some NHL the other day anyway um, yeah look 5,000 10,000, they're all going to be silent, right? It's not really going to matter much. Um, I guess where where it might matter is income that they bring in, but look, if, if Bushi, Bushi Road's going <laughs> to... That's, again, that's one of those things I know we have to sort of talk about because we're a New Japan podcast, but I don't, I'm not that interested in how their finances are doing. I, I want to see in... Uh, an interesting and creatively compelling, satisfying product. I don't, you know, if they put it on crap shows, but the the balance sheet is good, then you know that's t- WWE, isn't it? You know, right? I, mean, I agree with that. But that but uh, it, but for a company that, so but the biggest difference being is that like New Japan's not going to be rolling in the dough over their TV deals, you know, um, where it's like okay, you know, I just we just got to churn out TV content. They got to churn out live show content. Like the like when people complain about the, like uh, they're just doing shows to satisfy Fox, the WWE, um, like that that it feels like that's the equivalent of we got to put fucking nine hundred shows at Corkin because we have to make some money, and and as much as we, we it's like okay it doesn't really impact us it kind of does in the sense of like if there's not money coming in for that company then. They cut talent. They they got to cut something, right? Now, if that's people behind the scenes, if that's their English-speaking team, whether that English-speaking team is on air or off, you know, behind the scenes, um, if that means, uh, I don't know, product quality goes. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Now, again, they're backed by a, a, a million-dollar conglomerate, but... Uh, you know, the bottom line is the bottom line. The bottom line is, is how much money we're making. So it it all does impact us because guess what? We there's 17 fucking Corgan shows coming up, all that are meaningless, right? And the reason they're doing it is because they got to fucking keep the lights on. Um, 
that's that's where the problem comes in. You know, that's where the problem comes in. And they can't bring people over. And they can't get fresh new faces. And if they do, they got to quarantine for fucking 10 days or whatever days it is. And, yeah, it's, it's it, you know. So, right. Okay, the 5,000 doesn't necessarily impact us from a viewing perspective. And we're still going to talk about a show. It's the it's the overarching concept of all right. What the f- how are we going to get through fucking 2021 now when we were all hoping you know three weeks this fucking virus was going to just dry up and and, and fly away. Yeah, um, I don't know what to say to that. There's, I mean, endless shows on New Japan World. And there's nothing really to say about them. And I watched no. the the top two elimination tag matches from the 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 weekend show in Yokohama Budokan, and um, they were fine. I mean, the, the elimination matches are always they're always fun, but they're very formulaic. You know, you get the the two people who are currently engaged in a feud having a you know three minutes in the ring, and then they'll end up on the apron, and then someone will push them off, and one guy falls off, and then. The other guy gets eliminated about 30 seconds later. And no one really gets over, apart from the winner of the match. Um, so the, the Chaos versus Bullet Club one was just very silly. Just lots of shenanigans. You know, when you've got like, the likes of Ghetto and, and Dick Togo, and that, then of course that's going to happen. But uh, the, the main event, the LIJ against Empire match, that was pretty good. Um, the, they kind of fucked up the finish a bit, Osprey and Shingo. Uh, Shingo won, so it was good to see him... I, I just, rolling my eyes here at what I'm about to say, gaining some momentum on the road to wrestling Don Taku, but I, I can't bring myself to watch all of these road to shows. So we'll just, you know, we'll check in on that for the big matches, but we're not going to be getting any of those for a while. Uh, but speaking of big matches, Damon, uh, Louis says, how curious are you guys about the stipulation for Yano and Evil's upcoming KOPW match? Now, I don't know if you are aware of the stipulations, Damon, I'll tell you what they are. So Yano has proposed a creation of darkness blindfold match which is distinct from a traditional blindfold match because this bout will start with four blindfold hoods on each of the four ring posts around the ring and the competitor is only able to defeat their opponent if they can blindfold them first should a hood be secured on an opponent usual rules apply to pinfalls submissions knockouts and countouts whereas evil has his own dark twist wait wait for this one wait for this one okay uh evil has proposed the first ever darkness match in this rule set the first three minutes of the match will see the lights turned on and off at 30 second intervals from the three minute mark onwards there will be 30 seconds of darkness every three minutes until a decision is rendered (laughs) so i'll tell you how it's going so far so on the global poll uh, evil is currently ahead 56 percent oh sure uh, that's 5738 votes but the uh the 1972 so this is the, the japanese poll yano is ahead uh 55 percent and that's 19,612 votes so it's looking unfortunately like yano's stip is going to win and he always seems to win but uh I, I've got to say, I do like the idea of the lights turning on and off for like 30 second periods. That tickled me. I would love it if like every 30 second period, like quarter of the crowd is gone. The next one, half the crowd's gone. Like that, that's an empty room. Everybody just left. <laughs> Everyone's left. <laughs> Everybody just walked out. What the fuck is this? 
Uh, or they're asleep, like fucking sleeping in their chairs. Oh boy! I mean, again, it's it, it's it's an undercardy thing, but boy, oh boy, it's just so. Oh, what? Are, why are we doing? But it's not an undercardy thing anymore because I think I was right in saying that this is the semi-main event at one of these shows. So it's gone from being like you know this on on shows last year it would be like you know the wacky fun little opening match or second on the card or whatever. But now. If this is the fifth out of six ma- six matches, and this is going to go like twenty minutes, then it's becoming it's yeah. putting something in a spot that I don't think it's suitable for. Can, so, being that the Yano matches you said is being voted on by fans, we'll put that in air quotes because I got to be honest with you, anybody who takes the time to vote for that. Should really consider seeing uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, health professional. Um, what 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 is the stipulation again? It's, so it's not just a blindfold match. What what the, what the fuck are they doing? Okay, so what Yano's stipulation is, is basically you've got to stick a hood over your opponent's head before you can pin them. Okay. Which is what he fucking does anyway when he's yanking t-shirts over people's faces before he rolls them up. So it's just basically like a box. So it's just a match, right? So it's just a match. We're gonna find a way to put this fucking hood over top of a head before we roll them up and pin them. That's that's it, right? So it's not two guys yeah. stumbling like, around trying the to find each other. Idiots voting for this shit over the <laughs> the lights on and off thing. Right. I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you. Nobody is voting for this, right? Nobody is nobody is clicking a. Well, I would prefer this over. Oh, yeah, I might vote. This is Twitter. What? I mean, it's, it only takes like half a second to to click vote, doesn't it? I, mean, I would. I, if you're listening and you haven't voted, okay. Three things you got to do, listener. One, Manscaped, Jcast, Code, buy some of their shit. Redcircle.com, send us some money, and three, go and vote for evil stipulation because I want to see the lights yeah. off, Damon. Yeah, you know what? Me too. You know what? Okay, so if this is legitimate, which I doubt it, but okay, if this is legitimate, uh, I'm begging. I've never, I don't ask for much. I'm begging each and every one of you listening to this right now. Please, I want you to take three seconds of your day. I don't. Where do they got to vote? On, on, send the link, tweet the link. What? I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I did. I did. I, I retweeted them. Couple of okay. days ago, so they're and on I, our Twitter. I, if you go on our Twitter, you'll find them. Yeah, but go where? where you, I guess you could go on their on their silly site, um, right? What, where would I find it? I'm I'm looking right now. Uh, topic. So it's on their Twitter. If you go to they they've got the two Twitter accounts. There is. Let me find them. Oh, fuck, I can't even fucking navigate. Come on, Charles. Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> uh, okay, one of them is. Just go to our Twitter, it'll be quicker. At NJPW1972, but you'll have to scroll through pages and pages of shit that. before you manage to find it. So just, right. just go on our Twitter. Yeah, go on our Twitter. Go, the, go on, on the Twitter that's managed properly and find that information. Um, <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, and here's what I want. Please, again, I'm asking a favor from each and every one of you. If you're driving... Take your hands off the wheel. You you can drive with your knees. You've done it before. Don't act, <laughs> don't act like you haven't, right? And I want you to get on your phone 
while driving, if you're in the office, listen, just get on the get, get on the get on the your phone. Go to our Twitter account. You don't even have to you don't have to follow us. I don't give a shit. Uh, click on the link to vote. And what you're voting for is the evil turn on the lights, turn off the lights. Right? That's what we're voting for. Because we want to see this thing actually fucking happen. So we can say, what the fuck? Right? Do you really want to see Yano put a hood over somebody's head and roll them up? No. You've seen that a thousand times. Who cares? We want to see people... <laughs> we want to see what they have in store for lights on, lights off. All right? So that's that's what we need for you to do. Let's Let's... Let's let's change for the positive. Nobody wants to see the hood. Everyone wants to see the lights go out. When the lights go out. Who sings that? And that also, ch- there, there'd be uh, a lot of opportunities for fans to get up to no good. I mean, imagine the lights go out and then you steal the chicken nuggets off the <laughs> the fan sitting right. a few seats down from you. So Right. Right. Not or just maybe- a potential for in-ring shenanigans. There's stuff could be going on out of the ring. <laughs> you steal I'm, a nugget? I'm, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> A I'm beer? not proposing anything illegal, but you know, no. yeah, just have a sip of someone's beer, <laughs> knock over their bottle of water or something. Right, stick their finger in, in a glass of water so they pee on themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, let's have a little fun with it, right? Come on, you're with your uh, you're with your lover. Uh, you know, the lights go out. You can have a little romantic time, right? Uh, I don't know who we're talking to. <laughs> we're talking why. to the Japanese listeners or, or the Japan-based listeners. We've got some, some of you in Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. If this show's in Tokyo, which I don't think it is. I think it's... Oh, I don't fucking care where it is. <laughs> no, is this one Is this one of the Dontaku nights? I don't know. It's either one of the Dontaku or the Satsuma ones. I could find out. I can't be bothered. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going right it. there. I'm going right to the, their, their website. Okay, here's information. Yano and Evil both present unique stipulations. Uh, I mean, let me read who wrote this nonsense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. Uh, on April 28th, on April 28th, on night one of wrestling, <laughs> Evil will challenge Toru Yano. For Yano's so it's in Kagoshima. It's, it's the Tatsuma no Kuni show. So Kagoshima Arena. So any of our listeners who are either based in Kagoshima or are planning to make the trip out there, think of the fun you could be having if Evil wins a stip. Evil has his own dark twist. Proposing the first ever darkness match. Darkness match. In this rule set. Who says that? Rule set. The first three minutes of the match will see the lights turned on and off at 30-second intervals. From the three-minute mark onward, there will be 30 seconds of darkness for every three minutes until a decision is rendered. Well, I mean, you know what we're doing here. We're doing the old ECW, turn off the angle. Oh, in the ring, Jerry Lawler. Uh, In the ring, it's Sabu. In the ring, it's fucking... Um, So... I mean, obviously, we're looking at lights on and special guests. Wouldn't it be cool if it was a, a special guest, somebody cool that we didn't expect? Like Dick Togo? No, I'm, I'm imagining, like, each time the lights go off, you hear sort of hilarious sort of punching sounds and smacking sounds. And then when the lights come back on, uh, they're in a, 
an amusing position. Like, I don't know. 69? Will be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, a 69 <laughs> position. Uh, They've both been using Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Yeah. Code JCAST. 20% off. <laughs> uh, Can we talk about Strong now? We spent yeah. way too long talking about this bullshit. Um, okay, so we had the first round of the New Japan Cup USA. And I'm very excited to talk about this. But I am sort of the strong apologist here. I'm the, yeah. the lone crazy person banging the drum, urging everyone to go watch it. But very excited that you watched it this week as well, Tim. So yep. you can either tell everyone, no, Joel's full of shit, it's rubbish. Or you can back me up and say, yes, this is a great show that everyone could be watching. So let's get straight into it then. First match was the, the first round. Clark Connors and Leo Rush. And Leo Rush defeated Clark Connors in 9 minutes 57 seconds with the rush hour. Leo Rush advances to the semifinals. Your thoughts, Damon? Loved it. Uh, I, I, I thought this match was fantastic. In fact, for me, uh, of, the, of the entire night, I might have enjoyed this one the most. A um, little, little disappointed in this. Uh, it didn't surprise me, but I would have, spoiler alert, um, I would have liked to have seen uh, Connors move on, personally. But that being said, we got to find a way to get Leo Rush over in Japan. Right, like he's of all those guys that are wrestling and strong. Like I, re- like I, 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 an outsider, right? Not guys that are completely dojo based. I, I really like him. I like his presentation. I like his look. Uh, I think he has so much to add. Um, I mean, I know there's always been issues like backstage issues or just weirdness that surrounds him. I don't know the full story. So if he did something completely heinous, forgive me. Cause I don't, I don't, uh, but there's always been that like a little issue. I hope those issues are, have been cleared and rectified and all that. Cause I, I really feel like, man, he has so much to, to, to give to like the juniors, like he could instantly make the junior division so exciting. Clark Connors is going to be a star. I, 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 I'm telling you flat out, he's going to be a star. Um, great match. Again, I felt like I, I kind of was rooting for one over the other, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, to me, Leo Rush is is maybe the most exciting guy that's not on that New Japan roster. Yeah, I agree with, with both points. I, I mean, I could see this, Leo Rush versus Clark Connors, being a future IWGP junior heavyweight title match. Um, I enjoyed the match as well. I thought it was really good. It was like the, the skill and the experience of Leo Rush. I mean, I, I say that. He's only, what, 26 years old? He's, he's slightly younger than Clark, but uh, he's obviously the more experienced wrestler against the, the heart and the power of Clark Connors. And yeah, both guys really creative. I enjoyed the spots down the stretch where uh, Leo's sort of wriggling like a worm in, in Clark's Boston Crab and they've established how dangerous the Boston Crab is for Clark on us but he couldn't quite lock it in and he managed to lock it in on the ropes but then at the end Leo was too elusive he landed on his feet from the backdrop attempt and, and he just sort of nicked the win from Clark and I enjoy that the sort of the sense the feeling I get watching Leo rush that his opponents chasing shadows 
and he's often like literally running circles around them. It's, it's very unique, and yeah, I think the style that would be a breath of fresh air for the New Japan Junior Division. They desperately need uh, an injection of new talent there, and I think Leo Rush would be uh, a great guy to do it. So did, our second question was... Didn't he work Bloodsport over the weekend? Yeah, I, I, I think he's got a, a legitimate background, apparently. I didn't watch any of Bloodsport, but from what I hear, it was, there was good stuff out there. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I just might want to watch that just to see how he... Yeah, because... I don't know. I think people have this misconception that he is like just purely flippy based, um, and I don't even think that match this this match kind of you know tailored to that narrative. You know, I don't look. I I don't know. I, no, I, he, he I, wasn't doing any flippy stuff. He was like he was faster and more agile than Clark Connors, and yeah. that's what helped him get the win. Yep, yep. All right, I liked it. So so far, we were off to a good start. Okay, and the second match was Tom Lawler beating Renderita in 30 minutes, 19 seconds via rear naked choke. Uh, this actually reminded me of some of that New Japan versus UWFI stuff that we watched last year, Damon. Like when we were looking at guys like Maeda and, and Takada. And, you know, I don't want to say shoot style, but it definitely hit those notes of, you know, your map based grappling and then stiff strikes and submission transitions and scrambles and stuff like that. And, and I think you can really see now. Chibata has left his mark on Renderita and, and yeah. Ren really looked like a man here. It's like, you know, this is not the kid who, who lucked his way into best of Super Juniors a couple of years ago. Like, I, I think if you put 2019 Ren against Tom Lawler, then it would have been a, a gross mismatch. But this Renderita went toe-to-toe with uh, a, an experienced mixed martial artist. Didn't look out of place at all. So I thought this match was great. I really liked the pacing, the way things escalated in intensity. I thought Ren emoted really well and then he yep. got a bloody nose, which which is always great. Some very creative, well-executed reversals and a really memorable finish with uh, the bloodied up Ren choked unconscious there. He didn't tap out, he just, you know, passed out eventually. And I think that's right anyway. And I, I, again, I just for, for those people who forgot about Renderita, I think they're going to watch this and sit up and pay attention. And I know he didn't win, but I thought Ren's performance was excellent here. A step above anything we've seen from him. A very different type of match from what we've seen from him before. And, and I think this is one of the advantages of doing your excursion on strong because you can have different match styles with a, a wide range of really experienced opponents so you know he's, he's wrestled singles matches against uh, um, Bateman Chris Dickinson and now Tom Lawler and I think you can see him improving each time yeah you know it's like it's uh, it's almost like the one thing that I thought of when we were when, when I was watching this anyway uh, one obviously we have a show where each match felt like it was unique in its own you know 10 minute frame but also what you brought up with like um the dojo situation and the excursion situation where usually the guys go to the locations and learn but now we're bringing the locations to strong and we always talk about how it's it's kind of like a place where guys can get work like we always brought up that angle of you know hey you know if you're a guy that hasn't been signed, but you are a real talent. Um, this is one of the lone places where, you know, you could do a set of tapings and get paid with COVID going on. And, but with that being said, that also all that, all that different talent and all those, those different styles are all just being brought into one warehouse now. Whereas before, you know, Ren Rita would go to Mexico or he would go to Ring of Honor or he would go to Rev Pro or he would go wherever. 
and learn from all these different styles on different shows at different times. It's like you're getting it all in one centralized location now. Um, so it's so while we say, and again, I always praise the the idea of going on excursion to not only learn in ring, but to also learn outside the ring uh, and learn how to be a pro wrestler. Um, if we can't have that, this is not a bad thing. Um, and you can see that just just in this match and those matches with Ren Narita. It's you have a combination of different styles and 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 different wrestlers and that are brought to the table that okay, now you gotta work with this. I love this match. I thought this was fucking really great. Uh I thought Tom Lawler was great. I thought uh Narita's selling was fantastic. Uh I loved the finish. Um I love Narita is selling and, and like that fucking exploder suplex. Uh, you know, the, the kicks, the, 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 I mean, the penalty kick finish fucking knocked them in the left field. I loved it. I, I, and again, these matches aren't going 30 minutes and you're just like, oh, these are quick hits. Uh, so again, these two matches, what do they do? 20 minutes total, maybe even, might have been even a little bit more, but not much. And I really think that you're getting some good shit. So, yeah, a two for two. Third match show was Hickelo versus Fred Rosser, with Hickelo winning in six minutes, 22 seconds with a Tom and Driller to advance to the semifinals. Uh, I like this. It was shorter than the others, but it was a nasty physical grudge match. And I like seeing the more vicious side of Fred Rosser here with the, the hair pulling and, and smashing Hikaleo into the apron, the flying knee to the head, the elbows. And Fred Rosser, he's quietly racking up a resume of really impressive matches here on Strong. So there was the JR Kratos match the other week, uh, the, the battle he had with Tom Lawler last year that ended up winning the Strong Match of the Year awards. We can't hand wave him anymore, Damon. No. Fred Rosser is really good. He is really good. And, and I, I know he lost here, but the theme for this show, for me at least, seemed to be like the loser arguably putting in the better performance because this was to me I, I came away from this thinking Fred Rosser was the more impressive of the two here yeah but even Hikaleo I like I, I found new found love for Hikaleo too um yeah don't be surprised when Fred Rosser gets some most improved votes year end don't do not be surprised um uh, again he, it, we're not we're not looking at the second coming of of Hiroshi Tanahashi here, but if you think you knew Fred Rosser before, uh, let me, I'm going to suggest that you maybe you tune in, right? I'm going to suggest that maybe you tune in because it is a it does feel like a I wouldn't say a new coat of paint, but it is definitely a a side that I one I hadn't seen before in. Uh, previous um, company adventures, and even his early stuff here, it looked like he couldn't. He didn't really find his footing. It felt like I feel like he's starting to find his footing, and I, I'm seeing a side of him that I didn't really think he had. Um, but Hikaleo, Joel, could you see him being a dominant monster in New Japan? Yeah, I've been saying for months that I think he should be the guy taking over the Bad Luck Fale spot of being the monster in the company, or the monster in Bullet Club at least. And he 
is definitely growing into that. I mean, physically, he's looking more imposing and more muscular. Like, when he first started out in New Japan, he had quite a live physique, like, sort of like a swimmer's body. But now, right. he's sort of packed on a bit more muscle, and he's he's learning to carry himself in the ring with that kind of power and dominance and aggression that you'd expect from a monster heel. I'll tell you what. The one thing I was watching, though, he, he's, he is tailor-made to get cherry-picked by Vince. Don't you think? Because of the size, the size, and 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 he doesn't seem like the same. Like he has a bit of a presence now, a lot more than people will remember if you haven't watched Strong. Like, like if I'm looking at that roster, and I'm Vince, I'm probably looking at Hikaleo. Yeah, I think that's a danger with anyone, really. I mean, look, they're signing up people like Alex Zane, and yeah. I mean, with respect to them, I'm not saying that he's a bad wrestler. I thought he's he's a very good wrestler, Alex Zane. And and who's the other guy? Uh, Rust, oh, the, the guy who was doing the Zack Saber Junior Star match. It's terrible, feel terrible. I can't remember his name now, but well, he's uh, dead to us now. Is, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone is is up for sale there I mean that that is one of the dangers of putting on the show like strong you are showcasing unsigned talent right, right? and there's always a chance I mean well it, it's happening people from WWE are watching it and making phone calls and taking those wrestlers so yeah I wouldn't, not just Hikolea but yeah I, I mean I take your point I think he's someone who is starting to really sort of jump off the screen and carry himself like the, the monster hill that he should be yeah, yeah that's I, I gotta be honest that's when I'm I was like, oh, <laughs> don't get, don't, don't get too good. Don't get like I felt. I always felt like, all right, let's not talk about him because, but like, like we have any say. Um, yeah, Russ Taylor. Uh, that's what that's what I meant. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. I saw that. I was just kind of like, ooh, okay. This was this, this. But you're right. It's it is a problem with everybody there, yeah, unless they're locked down, and a lot of them aren't. So all right. Then the main event was. Oh no, sorry, I've got a question first. Chris says, "When are we going to get a Fred Rosser versus Hikaleo hair versus hair match?" I don't want them either of them to cut the hair. I think both of them have great hair, and I want them to keep it exactly as it is. So, no hair versus hair matches. Keep keep it up, Fred Hikaleo. Very strong hair game going. Uh, main event then was Brody King beating Chris Dickinson in ten minutes forty two seconds with a lariat. Uh, this was a, a different type of Chris Dickinson match with him going after Brody's knee, uh, showing that. Uh, ruthless cutting edge maybe now that he's joined Team Filthy he's shown a bit more ruthlessness like that but also you know showing his man who's going to relish the challenge of, of taking the fight to someone bigger and stronger than him rather than picking on the little guys we saw with uh, Sterling Regal last week um, I thought it was kind of a shame that Brody King didn't sell it as, as consistently as I would have liked given the way that Chris Dickinson was targeting it match did end quite abruptly I wanted another 10 minutes here but um, obviously they wanted to get all the first round matches in one show I would have spaced them out personally I would have thought you could have spread them out over two weeks but it's still a good match uh, uh, but again I think here Chris Dickinson was the more dynamic and impressive performer here and again I'm not saying that the wrong guys went through because I'm really interested in the semi-finals but I think it, it's a reflection that it's a good roster they got there. You know, I want to see more from Clark Connors and, and Wren and Russell and, and Dickinson. And they've quietly assembled a, a pretty deep and interesting roster here. So, yeah, good match. I think they've got a better match in them. Yeah, maybe. I, I would agree. Um, 
and I also would agree with the fact that the the talent that lost did a great job in getting everybody. Like everybody helped everyone get over. Like there were I didn't sit there at the end of this and say, ah, well that guy's a fucking bum or that guy. You know what I mean? Like everybody felt like even in a losing effort felt strong. Like pardon the pun. Like I didn't really feel like there were, there were people that that lost momentum. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Dickinson and um, Brody King in a faction in Ring of Honor now? Yes, that's correct. Okay, that's interesting. All right, um, I liked the match. I thought it was I thought it was really good. I mean, I I, I don't think I don't know. I don't I don't think making it much longer would have helped. Do you think you you really wanted it to go? Like another five? It just ended very abruptly. Like I said, it was one lariat, turned Chris Dickinson inside out, and then that that was it. And, and again, like maybe there's something good about that. That you know, the the finish of the match came out of nowhere, and Chris Dickinson did bump really well for it. But I just I felt that they kind of rushed it a bit. Okay, maybe they did. Maybe they were they had to squeeze it in. They only have a certain. I mean, I wonder what the 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 constraints are like do they have to like could could the show go i don't know what do we got now like total wrestling content wise is what like 50 minutes is it maybe i mean could they go an hour and 10 minutes like or they do they have to stick it at a certain time i don't know um i like this show man i really did it's it it is simple pro wrestling, and I mean that in the in the highest of compliments. It's it's nothing that is going to challenge uh, your ability to turn off your brain and and and, and try to watch you know people popping out of boxes and lit on fire and or. You know, having lights get turned off in the middle of a fucking match or climbing a ladder for an iron finger. I enjoyed this as much as just about any show that I've seen in the the, the past little bit. Because I knew I was under no... Well, I think... I, I Here's the thing. You're under no pressure, which I enjoy. Two... Things are quick. It's not like things overstay their welcome. And three, it's it's it is pro wrestling. Like if you like pro wrestling, I'm hard pressed to recommend a show more than strong. Like I just feel like the, like the, if you watch, you'll get into the people there. And I think they do a decent job of getting you up to speed if you haven't watched before. So you could parachute right in tomorrow. And I don't really don't think you're going to miss a beat. Because it's not, there's not like these super long storylines going on. There's a little bit. I mean, you had the Hikaleo stuff um, with Rosser. And if you knew the backstory, but again, Kevin Kelly's there to, to help you along with that kind of stuff. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like they 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 
they were they're right there with strong. They're they're right there with strong, and it could be a much must must watch every Friday. Fridays when they come up, must watch. I, I'll tell you right now, this new Japan Cup I've enjoyed so far, and I I only think it's going to get better. Good. So I'm glad that you seem to basically agree with what I've been saying about Strong for weeks. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's appointment viewing for, for me at least. And certainly the upcoming show where we've got the semi-finals, Hikuleo against Tom Lawler and Brody King versus Leo Rush. Who, what are you expecting from those matches? Well, it feels like Tom Lawler is a guy that they've worked a lot around. But I'm... I'll tell you what, I'd love to see Hikaleo move on, but I don't think he will. I think we'll see Brody King, Leo Rush, right? What are you thinking? Brody King, Leo Rush? Or are you thinking... Well, that's a semi-final, so we've got Hikaleo against Tom Lawler and then Brody King versus Leo Rush. So My bad, okay. If I had to pick... I think Leo Rush against Tom Lawler is probably, yeah, you know, from a technical standpoint the most interesting final out of all those. I would be happy with anything, to be honest, because I, I do like all four guys, and I think there's a lot of upside to them. But if you were asking me what final do I want to see, I'd say Leo Rush and Tom Lawler. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, it's kind of hard to predict these things or kind of, like, see tea leaves. I mean, of all those guys, it feels like, Leo Rush is the guy. I mean, he did his own little personalized uh, online meet and greet <laughs> through Japan. Uh, would have read any tea leaves in that. Yeah. And they did make a special point to point out the fact that Leo Rush had this amateur background, right? Like, you remember hearing that? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. And... I don't know. Like, why would you specifically mention that? Hmm. If not to have a match with a guy who, you know, legitimate fighting background. Yeah, I would probably go that route. Yeah, let's go that route. So uh, do you think... So, New Japan Cup winner, is it a safe guess to say that that New Japan Cup winner, I mean, usually, usually, last year, U.S. title match, right? Is that it? Do you think that that, and and that would usually happen in the States, right? But my, I guess my point is, it, if you win the New Japan Cup USA, do you think that you almost have to have them come over to Japan at some point during the year? Uh, no, it's almost the opposite, really. The fact that the winner of this tournament is getting this new title, this strong title, I think that's almost suggesting that they're going to stick around in strong, which would be my argument for Leo Rush not winning it, because I think him having a good run to the final and then narrowly losing to Tom Lawler, then he can make his way over to Japan for best of the Super Juniors, whenever that's going to be. Um, whereas... I don't know, I'd be tempted to, to belt up Tom Lawler there, have him, I think he's sticking around in the States, he's got, I don't know, MMA commitments or something like that, but uh, I think he would be a good pick for the first champion, and you know, you've got 
built in feuds with Chris Dickinson when he eventually splits up from Team Filthy. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff you could do with Tom Lawler as the tournament winner and the, the first strong champion. Right. Yeah, if you're going to give me... If you're going to... I don't know, you can go either way. Huh. That's the thing. That's what's so great about this tournament, that every single one of those guys, all eight of them... You could make the case for them winning the the whole thing. It's a really good tournament, Damon. It's a lot better than the previous two tournaments they've put out, um, and very unpredictable. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, if you're not in on it, I think you're missing out. Again, this is not G1. Let's be very clear. But I'm. I I don't. I don't. like I, I truly believe, and, and and again, it feels like we're getting paid by New Japan to fucking hype up strong. Um, that's not the case, right? Because you know me, I haven't watched this. I don't watch this. There's no reason to. They gave me a reason to, and I'm enjoying it. And I think you would too. I think this is good stuff. I think Tom Lawler wins this though. Well, hold, hold on a second. You, you didn't get a check from them. <laughs> what? Wait a minute! God no, damn it! No, I jest. I jest. Come on. <sighs> All right. Empire Stan says with Strong getting its own belt, how do you see it looking post-pandemic? Do they stick to weekly TV or switch to touring? Do they bring in Japanese wrestlers or stick to an entirely separate roster? That's okay. A great post-pandemic. I mean, I've <laughs> got serious issues with that phrase. Never going away. But um, I mean, I see what the question's getting at. I think keep it. I don't know. I, I, I want to see fans. I think yeah. getting a, you know, a small weekly crowd in there would be really good. And yeah, you could, Look, you could bring in Japanese wrestlers. and Joel, we got crowds everywhere up. now. We got crowds at fucking sporting events. We got 8,000 people at a fucking afternoon hockey game. We got, you know, WrestleMania where there's fans. It's outdoor. Okay. We got baseball stadiums that are fucking packed to the gills. Nobody uh, put fans in. Like, you could do it safely. You could do it safely. Put fans in there. Would you have it staying in one place, or would you have it as a a touring brand? Well, the problem is is, is the expense that 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 would be. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to put New Japan strong and we're going to 2300 Arena here in Philly. No. But you can put people in that that warehouse. You can uh, have shows in California. Um, if you wanted to run like Vegas, if you wanted to run, you know, keep it West Coast, I would say for now. Just just to run those shows. Yes. Again, you're not you're not running big buildings. You're running small venues. Small venues. But yes, why not? If we can if we can safely do it and we can meet the, the guidelines, they're allowing people in. I don't care if that means you have to show that you got vaccinated. I don't know if that means I don't know what it looks like. I'm not a health professional. What the fuck do I know at this point? But yes, that's yes. Bring fans in to see those shows. Yes. And here's right. the thing. Well, let, oh, well here, no, anyway, I'm sorry. And here's the thing. You can run outside shows. Would that be that difficult to to, to fucking put a ring out in the middle of you know some fucking field and set up some chairs? They can do it. Run shows. Yes. Now, run them. 
Right, well, let's get on to some questions then. We've got a bit of a backlog here. Let's get through what we can. Um, from the Discord, Boo says, Serious question. The tagline, Legacy and Evolution for the New Belt, screams marketing firm nonsense. Is this really something in terms of marketing and belt design construction that could have been started under Obari, especially with the belts basically being unified since last year? I get the vibe that this could have been started under May, but I don't know how long such things take in terms of belt creation, so maybe I'm wrong. Also, surely this would be a thing that would have had to have been signed off on by at least Sugabayashi, if not both he and Kidani. Side note, anyone else side eye Sugabayashi taking possession of the Iron Fingers and running off with them, isn't this the same kind of nonsense we all moan about when May inserted himself into the firing squad angle during G128? So yeah. I guess uh, Booz is just asking, who do you think uh, was responsible for the genesis of this belt unification, new belt, and what the time frame of it was? No idea, but I will say this. It had to be green lighted from the top, right? I mean, this is a that is a big deal. You're not making that change by some low level marketing person saying, "Okay, here's your new belt, guys." That's not happening. Um, it's got to be from the top. Um, I mean, if if you're Harold May, you know, even though the the it felt like the firing was abrupt, there was always that whisper. Right, it's not like we didn't hear those rumors and asked about those rumors. And even if I'm not mistaken, voices of wrestling were talking about those rumors even before us. Um, there was always that little whisper. So I don't know if you're Harold, if you're planning on doing something like that, if you feel you're on thin ice um, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so no, I don't think it was the old, but I don't know. You know, I don't think it was the old guard, but I don't know. I but what I do know is that it was greenlighted by the the look as high as you can go. You don't make a change like that again by some low level marketing guy just kind of passing it through. That that those kind of things, those kind of things have to get greenlighted at the top. Um, all I know is this. When I looked at some of these lineups and I saw like Will Ospreay first, you know, or, you know, first title defense against Shingo at one of these Dantaku shows and second champion. And I was like, oh, second champion. Like we're starting, we're hit, we hit reset. And, and I know I've said before, you know, all Japan has done it. You know, they created the triple crown. It's been done before. But man, for whatever reason, I was just like, whew, that really fucking sucks. Like, I don't know. Like, the idea of just second. <laughs> it just kind of bothered me. Second champion bothered me. As for the Tsukabayashi inserting himself into storyline. I'm not too worried about that. I think that was just done as a premise to get to this ladder patch and that he was the only on-screen or off-screen character that would have made sense taking the fingers away to lead up to this ladder match. So uh, I'm not expecting, you know, I don't think we're going to be seeing Sukabayashi inserting himself into the the, the Rambo and, you know... He's taking the bump. Taking part in that. What are you talking about? He's taking the ladder bump. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a big ladder bump. 
Yeah, they're not hanging the, the, the iron fingers at the top. It's going to be Sugabayashi holding the iron fingers. So he, <laughs> hoist him up by his belt buckle and he's just going to be like slowly spinning round at the top of the arena. Yeah, that'd be fucking hilarious actually. He's like a pinata. Be great. <laughs> okay, uh, Dan says, bringing up the biggest title in New Japan, the lineal champ. How do we feel about the lineal champ being Fale and Yano for the best part of 18 months to now having four champions in the space of a week? Yano, Evil, Shingo and Osprey. So Osprey's the new linear champion, huh? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, actually, okay. I don't know what I don't know what the rules are for that. Actually, I'd have to check. Like, for example, does Osprey lose it by virtue of losing the elimination tag match? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Because if, yes. if if that's the case, if being knocked off the apron in an elimination tag match, that would mean Shingo is Shingo is the champion. Anyways. Yeah. All right. A lot of changes, huh? A lot of changes in New Japan. We had some consistent. I'm fucking sick and tired of New Japan hotshotting the lineal title like this. It used to mean something. <laughs> I want my back to the the glory days of Bad Luck Fale holding it for eternity. Me too. Trust me. There's there's thousands of people that feel the same way, Joe. Talk to them a lot. Uh, yes, that is uh, true. Shingo is your linear linear champion. Speaking uh, of linear Mox, champion, and it oh, just sorry, reminded yeah. me, don't I have to give who won our that New Japan pool? Chris Samsa. Oh, that's right. Do I got to give him that T-shirt and that fucking autograph? I still got it in my office. Uh, yeah, I guess so, Chris. If you're listening, I, so. um, I need, I need, yeah. and we'll we'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to. I need to. Uh, do I got to ship this? Where does he live? He lives like in Ireland, doesn't he? No, he's stateside. Is he? Why did I think yeah. he lived in Europe? Or England or somewhere, England and Europe, or yeah. Um, he's, he's one of your lot, Taman. Oh, huh, I did not know. He's an American. I think so. Yeah, North American at least. I don't want to. Can we guess? Can we guess what state he lives in? No, he is. He is. He he's in the same part of the don't, states as Rich. Don't Crate, say. I think he's where. I think he's a Chicago boy. Ah, uh, we were going to guess. I want to guess. I'm going to have a pool. What state is Chris Amster from? Oh, Chicago, huh? I don't know. Chicago. I think so. Right. I thought he lived in, like, what? who am I getting confused with? Then? <laughs> Chris Charlton. <laughs> You're thinking of Chris Charlton. He's a British man who lives in Japan. Japan. Oh, I can okay. see how you get them confused. Wait, but Chris Chris's. Charlton? That's not an Irish accent? <laughs> <laughs> you sure? All right. No, it's not, definitely not. I, I, no, I'm not going to do an Irish accent. That would be awful. Do it. Definitely. Do it. No, 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 no way. Oh, no way. I wouldn't even do an American accent. Can, can you do an American? Can you give me your give me your no typical? <laughs> what? No, I'm not doing any accents. Like, do you want me? Do you want the show to get cancelled, Damon? Do a Boston. Or maybe do you, you know, do. Maybe you're doing it on purpose to get us cancelled. I am. I am. No, can you do a Boston accent? Like, what, what no, does a person? I'm not doing. No, I'm sorry. I'm not doing any accents. <laughs> no way. All right. No. All right. Right, Hanari Mark says, with the Olympics and the two dome shows, the best of the Super Juniors is presumably being rescheduled. If it runs in December again, do you think a Despi winner's champion and then a Hiromu return is a strong enough build to put the junior title as a Wrestle Kingdom main event, assuming they run two nights again? Uh, I, as much as I love El Desperado, I think a lot of stuff would need to happen between now and next January for me to say, yes, he is a viable main eventer for the Tokyo Dome. Um, short answer would be no. I don't think. I don't think there's anything you could do with the best will in the world to get 
that match to the point at which it can headline the Tokyo Dome show. Oi, mate. El Desperado. <laughs> I was doing my British. Chris Charlton, is that you? <laughs> Oi, mate. I had a lager down at the pub. <laughs> Why do I say something? Popeye. Olive. <laughs> uh, I had me beer at the pint. Uh, what? Beer at the pint? What did I just say? All right, stop this. We got to fucking end the show immediately. Um, what was the question? El Desperado at the Dome, was it? Yeah, so could that be like Des- Despi versus Hiromu? Could that headline no. a- one of the Dome nights? No, I don't think so either. Not now. No. Now, Leo Rush yeah. against Hiromu. Ooh. Still no, but. Yeah. <sighs> Chris Charles, is that you? <laughs> Live for that. Can't stop. It did sound just like him, didn't it? Oh, gosh. Spatterhead says, how do we feel about New Japan tapping into the horny market by selling the cosmic angles? Maybe angels? Photo book. A more important question, when are we getting a Rapongi 3K style photo book but with Joel and Damon? <laughs> Let people pay for it. I'll do it. I, I'll tell you what. I'll stare at your junk for fucking... God, you pay me enough money. I'll put it right against my chin. You kidding me? I don't care. Um, I've had worse. Um, yeah, is that the stardom book that um, New Japan put out? Is that what they're talking about? I'm just looking up. Okay, so it's Cosmic Angels, not Cosmic Angles. Cosmic Angels photo book, delicious. Uh, yes, it. I, I don't watch stardom, so I couldn't tell can you, you. Can you send me a link Any of these people are. Uh, yep, I certainly can, but it does seem to be affiliated with New Japan, so. Right. There we go. Check your WhatsApp. So New Japan's see. doing the sexy books, like uh, for the for the stardom ladies, are they? Ooh, we. Well, I mean, fair is fair. They do if they're doing with Rapongi 3K, they should do it with whoever the, <laughs> these characters are as well. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Equal opportunity, horniness. No, no, that's great. Like, oh my lordy, Lou. Manscape. Thank God. Um. Yeah. I'm digging it. Cosmic Angels Photo Book Delicious. That's what it's called. Cosmic Angels Photo Book Delicious. You're telling me. Ah, uh, look. You see the you see this the picture. Uh, they're all in there like these like uh, very springtime dresses. They look beautiful. And then they're in they're, they're in they're like flight attendants. Is that what the gimmick is? Yeah. Someone buy little... this photo book for us, please. Yeah. Damn Actually, right. don't not for me. I'll probably get in trouble if I get caught with this. Oh, I'd, I'd be like, look what I got. I'm jacking off with this. I'll be back in 15 minutes, dear. <laughs> uh, Cos- Let me read the description. Cosmic Angels' first photo book. By the way, is that the name of a faction for the, these young ladies in stardom? Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, three... that's the impression I get, yeah. I need to watch I, so. I need to watch stardom is what I need to do. Um, this exclusive book, this exclusive books, book is, is fun, uh, features exquisite Guave Guaver photography? What does that mean? Guaver? G-R-A-V-E. I think that's like basically sexy photo shoots. Sexy pictures, right? Just say sexy. It's okay. Exquisite photography of this young and upcoming group. Let's take off. You know what that means. Come all over your fucking self. With Cosmic Angels in the best photo book in the universe. Uh, uh, late May is when you can you can pre-order it now. Get forty-five bucks. 
Wow, wait. Cosmic. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on the Cosmic Angels. Uh, the Yo, uh, yeah, the, the Yo and the Show photo book. Woo. Boy, they, again, let's be very clear. They lean into it, and they lean into it hard. because those. Yeah, that's why they're never going to break them up. We're never going to get that heel turn and single shoot because they can make no. too much fucking money from selling these sexy boys in their pants together. Yeah. Or out yeah. of their pants. They were pantless. They were pant like, like, I think, like, isn't it, like, show lying in a bed? And, like, the covers of the, of the bed are, like, literally at his crotch line. And Yo is standing up looking at him lying in the bed with his shirt off, like staring sexily. And uh, yeah, they look like they were ready to fucking eat with, each other's ass. With a look in their eyes, you know what I'm thinking, Yo? I do know what you're thinking, Show. It's time to have a tag team championship match with <laughs> El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not what was going on there on in that scene. Like they were, that was that. I mean, seriously, they were they were two steps, not even two steps. They were a step away from from fucking on film. Um, so, look, it's the thing that they do. They fuck on film. No, it's like these photo books. They they there's it's been there forever. You, there's and videos. Like there's like a, um, a. A artist formerly known as Kana or Kana or whatever, you know, Asuka, um, where you know she's rolling around on the ground, in in and barely nothing, um, and it's all throughout the, all you know. All, there's there's hundreds of them, books and uh, videos and I mean nothing. It's not like porn. Well, I know. I mean, it depends on your definition of pornography, but uh, but it's not like you're seeing fucking you know. A Riley Reed film here. You're, you know, it's it's. There's a lot left of the imagination. Let's put it that. Well, I listen. I don't know. I've never seen any of these. <laughs> never watched any of them. But from what I hear, Joel, there, there's a lot left to the imagination. But to answer your question, uh, yeah, if somebody wants to send me that book, I wouldn't mind. Mixelplick says, I could really use an innocuous, feel-good, out-of-ring New Japan wrestling story right now. Have you guys got anything for me? Maybe Naito coaching a little league team, or Carter ferrying the elderly to their favourite fishing spots, or Kojima providing bread to the unfortunate? Could I perhaps talk you into asking any Japanese-speaking social media-aware contacts you might have about this if you haven't already heard anything yourself? Inquiring minds want to know. Anything like that will be a great comfort to me personally in these still trying times, and I imagine to others as well. Uh, bonus points if you can get any good guy dirt on Kenta or Suzuki in particular. So, well, both of those actually. I mean, Suzuki obviously had a hand in the uh, Takayama fund that you worked so hard on. And mm. Kenta, I definitely recall seeing something popping up. Oh, no, I'll tell you what, for Kenta, uh, there's that video of him when he was in NXT and his lovely little friendship with Daivari. Yeah. Manabu shared that with me uh, a few days ago. I might reshare it actually from Twitter because that. Just really made Kenta come across as just a genuinely delightful bloke. Um, helping other people and humble and good sense of humor. Just a, a down-to-earth guy. So what about you? Have you got any good guy stories that you want to share? <clears throat> good guy stories? Um, I mean, there are a lot. You know, I got to be honest. You, you brought up the Takayama thing. Um, I was actually kind of thinking about this the other day, how, how, 
Like he, and he didn't have to do it, but Kevin Kelly really came through for us in 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 that because it could have that whole scenario could have been very easily just hand over money to Kevin Kelly and he give you know it. But he went out of his way to make sure that um, we personally handed it to Minoru Suzuki. And again, it, like that could have been done anywhere. That we could have met in a fucking alleyway somewhere. We could we, but you know, to take us back. To through Corkin, you know, down up the elevator, through the steps, and we're standing there in the locker room area. And you know, how many people can say that they did that? You know, that they were there. So, and again, to have that moment to give it to him and to share it with 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 everyone, it was nice. That, that like that's to me that was one of the one of those moments where it was like, wow, you know, he really he went out of his way to make it happen. Um, and it was a little bit of planning, but. Yeah, he made it happen. So um, that I will always appreciate from Kevin Kelly. Xavier says, what are Damon's thoughts on the huge war going on between New Japan and New Japan Philharmonic? Uh, I've sent you the link to this on Twitter. And I don't know if this is legit or if this was an April Fool. But I mean, I would love to hear full orchestral renditions of the New Japan entrance scene. That would be awesome. But um, yeah, did you yeah. see this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the yeah, Philharmonic Merchants. Um, I mean, I'm seeing like people with little laughing emojis. Um, I like I like orchestral maneuvers in the dark. <laughs> I like orchestral versions of songs that you know. I also like I like eight bit versions of songs that you know. Um, do they have this where, have you ever been, or you are, or are you aware of this, where they would do movie soundtracks? And I guess they play the movie in the background, but on stage is a, a symph- like a, a, an orchestra. So they play the music of the, of the film, like Indiana Jones or Star Wars yes, or yeah, Harry Potter. Yes, they do Potter. it for video games as well. Oh, okay, I do that. Okay. And it's like, you watch the movie and like you're in this outdoor setting, and but the, an orchestra is on stage. Like that's pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, that'd be awesome if they did that. They should have like a concert of that. You know, like New Japan should have a concert. That people would definitely go for that. Yeah, and I mean, they one should. New Japan setting where the clap crowds would be appropriate. <laughs> right, exactly right, exactly right. Do you? That's the one thing I miss. Concerts. Whew, I haven't seen a fucking live concert in forever feels like like i just want to hear like a like an actual guitar you know what i mean like that would be great live guitar hmm, imagine that all right uh what other questions do we have from our fine listening audience who is going to vote for evil stipulation match cappy beef said would it be late for yuya uemura to become the latest iteration of tiger mask i've no clue no. if this is original no thought more. but watching the show on the 30th i found it to be a neat idea too goofy for the 2020s look not uemura he is far too handsome to be doing that i mean people keep asking this i i feel putting that gimmick on one of these young guys would be more of a hindrance than help i agree and i'm going to say this flat out while it scratches nostalgia and like if like we're getting rid of the the greatest pro wrestling title and lineage in you know modern pro wrestling and you know if we're going to do that, then we can f- forget about 
Tiger Mask for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't have to have Tiger Mask here. Um, and the idea of Tiger Mask, it's it was I I feel like Tiger Mask has. And I look, I love a Tiger Mask. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Sayama, Masai, eh, you Nick Kenham, eh, you name them, love them. Uh, do we need it? We need it here. I don't know if we need it here. Uh, I think we're good. El Destructo says, Suji, Kid, and Yuya all look ready to graduate. Of course, in these trying times, they can't and are spinning their wheels. Will the hold on them leaving for excursion negatively impact their development? Or is it more yes. time in the dojo a good thing, even though they appear to be above that? Yes. It, it, it Just on the surface, yes. I mean, for all the things we talked about with excursions and the positive of what it does. So, yes. Now, again, that being said, hope... I mean, there is no positive you can lean on. I mean, at least in the United States dojo situation, they can come and go, and new people can be brought in, and and you can work with those people. Um, in Japan, it's it's those people, the same people over and over again. Now, again, the, 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 these are some of the best people if you're going to get trained at the art of pro wrestling. But yeah, the the excursion is a, a part, an important part of the development of a pro wrestler. I truly and honestly believe that. And the fact that that's off the table is it hurts. Uh, Vase Collector says, what do you think of Kushida versus Pete Dunne? Do you imagine Kushida comes back to New Japan Kenta style? Question two, are there any US names that would make noise in Japan the way, say, Nakamura did? in the US when he went to WWE, what will pop Japan from the US in 2022. I did watch Kushida versus Pete Dunne. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I thought they kind of overdid the the finger and hand attacking spots to the point at which the match became kind of farcical for me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, I, I don't enjoy NXT that much. It's just... It tends to err on that side for me, I guess. So melodramatic and all the matches kind of dissolve devolve into uh, just people kicking out of each other's finishes and, and pulling silly faces. So uh, there's definitely a hard ceiling on my enjoyment of that product. Um, he seems to be doing okay for himself there. I wouldn't be, be thinking about him returning to New Japan anytime soon. Um, uh, what about the, the, the second half of the question? I'll throw that over to you. Damon about uh, who from uh, what was the question again are there any US names that would make noise in Japan so yeah anyone from the US who could go over to Japan and make waves um yeah I mean I mean if Kenny went back right I mean I don't I think that would be number one um I still think Jericho has some value with that um i'm trying to think from a wwe perspective like i don't i don't know like if like roman reigns did and i think like a guy like daniel bryan is more for fans like us you know that grew up watching him in ring of honor and you know early wwe stuff um I'll tell you what, I know, and it's, we're probably a couple years removed from it, but at one point, 
and and again, he's very difficult to work with, and New Japan doesn't have the greatest history of working with him, and vice versa. But there was one point where Brock would have been really <laughs> that would have been a great get. Um, and I don't even know if it would would have worked at the time, you know, when that possibility could have occurred. Um, just because of where New Japan was and the talent that they had and all that, and it really wouldn't have been a good fit. I'm really trying to think from it. I mean, there are guys that can work. Like Sami Zayn can work. You know what I mean? Kevin Owens can work. Um, but I don't know if, if a lot of those guys would have a massive impact on business or uh, interest from a New Japan perspective. I still think I still think the number one guy would be Kenny. I really do. As much as people might not want to hear that, and also, I tell you what, I'd go back to that right now. I think, <laughs> um, but yeah, Kenny, I think Kenny would be the one. What do you think would be the appropriate stage for a hypothetical Will Osprey Kenny Omega singles match? This what, what appropriate stage? It's got to be a dome, right? It's got to be yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. Did you see that as a dome, like Wrestle Kingdom main event? Oh, Christ, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without question. I mean, look. Think of this. If that were able to be cross-promoted, can you think of anything that would be bigger in pro wrestling? Like if, I'll if, tell you if, what, Damon. If, 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 they, if they did that, if they ran... Osprey against Kenny Omega, champion versus champion. That is probably the one instance where I will be okay with Kenny Omega winning back the New Japan title and, and taking it <laughs> to AEW. You know? Why not? It seems like we're going a little far. Uh, that one, I'll tell you. And then we bring back the old. Uh, look, we've, we've, New Japan has worked with worse partners than AEW. Right? Um, I would not be opposed to that at this point. I would not be opposed to that. A nice, nice build. I, look, if they're looking for money, that, that that's one way to go. And I'm not even saying Kenny's got to win the title. I don't have a problem with it. Watch this space. No, no pastrami. We haven't got any intel on that, but I definitely think it might be uh, an exciting direction that uh, I think might win over some casual fans, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, Flynn says, is wrestlers acting shocked about people kicking out the same non-finishing moves in every match? One of the most annoying things to you in yep. wrestling. Personally, it's the thing that bothers me the most in main events in all wrestling companies. Would it be better if matches were just uh, were won with a variety of moves more often or if the wrestlers just stopped acting surprised? Yes, uh, the, 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 the acting Both. surprise thing is is the worst, right? Is that the worst thing in pro wrestling? I mean, look, we 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 make fun of WWE, but um, the best thing they ever did was to to say, okay, no more leg slaps. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like that, I was thrilled to hear. But yeah, the shocked face. But here's the thing: that's everything. Like if I go on YouTube, everything is reaction video of of guy hearing Metallica for the first time. Um, and it's all phony. It's just all just like, again, people at rings like again that fucking fiend, uh, Randy Orton match. 
I mean, there's people at ringside with their hands on their head. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop faking. Ugh. Yeah, no, that's the worst. Yeah, this, it is the worst. I can't think of anything. I, th- I can't think of anything worse. John says, with Melts reporting that B Priestley is likely heading to WWE, most likely NXT UK, do you think it's likely we could see Osprey leaving New Japan when his current contract expires? Yeah, I mean, it's possible they throw enough money at him. I think, I think of anybody on that roster of a guy who, you know probably had Shawn Michaels posters on his wall as opposed to Ricky Choshu posters, you know. Well, Osprey's the guy. Now his his, his uh, partner is, if rumors are true, heading over there. I mean, I'm not saying it's written in stone, but, you know, they back up the Brinks truck. Hard to say no to that, right? Yeah, I think I would be surprised if it didn't happen. If Osprey right. went through his whole career and, and didn't end up signing with WWE at some point, I would be more surprised. I think it's a guarantee. What do you think of that? Sorry, I'm eating a vitamin. Um, yeah. I did say during WrestleMania that uh, I predicted we get Will Osprey against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania within the next five years. So I don't know if that's a particularly hot take or something. something well, you, you seem to think it's fairly likely as well. I I don't think there's I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. I mean, I just I just picture a, a young Will Osprey playing with his LJN figures, you know, you know, ripping off his shirt, Hulkamania style, in the backyard. Yeah, I think it's a guarantee. I don't, I I think it's always a guarantee. Truth be told, I think it's always you know his eventual path. No doubt. Cola Blue says, I saw this beer at my local shop and there's a picture of a a beer called Milk Foley. Got me wondering what sort of New Japan themed beers Damon will be serving at his bar. And there's some suggestions here. Tetsuya N IPA Toe, Los Ingobernables Day Hop On, The Great O'Can, Jay Weiss Bad Luck Ale, (laughs) Lager Mask. Um, Mark suggested Tetsuya Nitro. Uh, You could have Juicy IPA Thunder Liger Whiskey... Whiskey Chaser Owens, Shan- Shandiada, a very fitting wheat beer. So, yeah, have you got any ideas for New Japan yeah. crossover drinks? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Put a little raspberry on top. Uh, that one's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, the Jushin Thunder Lager. <laughs> um, I had, I actually made a uh, mixed drink. Um, had a little tequila, had a little Campari, had a little pineapple juice, had a little, uh, these bitters mixed thing that I have. And I renamed it and I named it the Stan Hansen at the, at the penalty box. So you could come to the penalty box and have a Stan Hansen. How about that? Maybe we could get listeners writing in with their suggestions for New Japan themed cocktails to serve it. I do like the box. shanty. That is fucking hilarious. I love that. Good job. We have, we have, we do have funny fucking listeners. I got, I got to be honest with you. They are. We have some funny, funny listeners. They are witty. Good job. I wish they were rich too. 
Seven there must be my law of averages. Well, okay. How about this? I need three things. I need funny, checkbox. I need rich, and I need charitable as well. <laughs> you could be rich and not give us any money. Rich, charitable, funny. Or just send me crisps. I'll settle for that. Um, MMA Army says, did you see the news about Tenryu? No. What's the news? I was hoping you'd say yes, because then I wouldn't have to search for it now. Uh, All right. All right. I mean, I can look. Uh, We can do a live Google search. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's see here. All right. Um, No. There's a oh, here we go. Amer- yeah, uh, Japanese legends Genisho Temri hospitalized. Now, bear in mind this story was from March 22nd. So I don't know what he, how he is at the moment. It says he was hospitalized with uh, conge- congestive heart failure. That's not so good. It was urgent, but not life-threatening, and he just needs rest at the hospital. So fingers crossed everything's okay. All right. Thoughts and prayers to the legend. Um, yeah, that's not good. Just a heart failure. That's not good at all. Dude, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I was like, I don't know, we were talking last night. And I came to the realization that I am, f- like, the next birthday I have is going to be a pretty big milestone. And I looked at that and was like, whew. Like, it took my breath away looking at that. I was like, what? Because... I have the emotional intelligence of someone at least eighty-five <laughs> percent less than that. Like when I think I get of that those num- where you're like, "I'm an adult." Yeah, <laughs> I, I shouldn't be allowed to be an adult. <laughs> Joel, I was an adult thirty years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, "Why? How is that possible? I don't even know how to do anything." Um, yeah, I was. I was stunned and shocked. And I sat looking at that number for at least two minutes like, wowzers, wowzers. There you go. Mark says, uh, if it does come up, do you think they can reasonably sell the stadium shows without big name Forbidden Door wrestlers? Now, for me, 5,000 is a big number. It's going to be touch and go, but I think they should be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the five is, uh, if not already Sold than close to it. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the the dome they had already sold the amount of tickets when they had the cutoff? Like they were already at that level, that cap level before the the cap level even hit. I'm not worried about that. They they'll be fine. They'll hit that five thousand easily. You should. Uh, I was, I'm tongue in cheek when I say that. I think this question was written before the the cap was uh, announced, but uh, yeah. Just, just another hypothetical. Uh, John says, now that appears he's out of the title picture, where does Naito go from here? Personally, I could watch him mock Juice all day long. I think this this Okan feud is going to be like the rehab feud. So he wins that and gets his name back in the mix for something. I don't know what. I could Again, I, I mentioned it before. I would not be shocked to see him inserted into a big never title program. With It could be either Tanahashi or Jay White, whoever comes out of that feud with the belt I could see Naito being the challenger for one of these big shows how about Abush? I thought you were going to Bush on that way uh, what challenging for the never title yeah uh, he's got the singles ma- singles match with uh, Shingo no 
I'm thinking mm-hmm. of Jeff. No, Jeff Cobb. I'm sorry, not Shingo. Jeff Cobb. Right, right. Well, after Ibushi. that, so after he gets done with Okan, Abush uh, gets done with Cobb. Do you see Abush or do you see Naito as the next challenger for the Never? Whoever winds up with that. I say Naito. I guess it depends on who wins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about this? Let's do something a little spicy. Not Carl Fredericks. Unfortunately, we haven't seen much of him lately. Um, Will you have a problem with this? So we're assuming Shingo loses to Will Ospreay. So he's now out of the picture. Naito, Shingo, Dangerous Techers, or Cobb and uh, Okan. Somebody winning these. So if, if... you know, whoever has these titles, either one of those scenarios, right? If it's Techers, if it's Cobb and Okan, you know, not, we don't want G.O.D. Um, against Naito and Shingo. Let's elevate those tag titles. What do you say? Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Uh, I, I did like the Shingo Salada tag team uh, during the World Tag League. So I would even be okay if it, if it was those guys starting into the mix. But I think Shingo Naito would be a, a tremendous tag team. I'd love that. Yeah. All right. See, I got it sorted out for you. All right. What else? What else? A couple more. Uh, Gui Jager says, is wrestling the same as Marvel movies? I mean, I suppose when, when it comes down to it, a lot of fiction does hit on similar tropes that you're going to see in big movies and you're going to see in pro wrestling as well. Uh, specifically Marvel movies. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fan of Marvel movies. I don't watch many of them. So I've, can't really speak to that question, to be honest. You know who but loves I, I those guess. movies? Cheryl loves those movies. She's seen every one of them. Like Avengers and Thor and all that. But she's not like she doesn't have like comic books or anything like that, but she watches every one of them. I think she likes certain actors, I think is what it is. I think I mean they're very well made. I mean they're very, it's kind of they they are designed to hit all those notes like you know the same way that a mcdonald's cheeseburger is you know that is is scientifically engineered to be incredibly satisfying and and hit all the you know your your taste buds for a bit bit sweet salty bit sour you know the texture and everything and i think i see marvel movies in the same light that they are they've been crafted uh through a very uh i don't know dare i say clinical process by which it's gonna hit all of your emotions and, and tick all those boxes where most people are going to come out at the end of it feeling good and, and happy yeah. and, and satisfied. And there's nothing wrong with that, is there? No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm, I'm not one of these people who's going to sort of turn their nose up and think that, oh, it's not proper cinema. I remember because I, I watch all kinds of shit. You know, I'm not above that. I like to see giant monsters whacking each other on the screen. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to do sort of movie snobbery by any means. No, if people like the Marvel movies, I know loads of people who do. Great. I, I can see the appeal. I like to read books where young ladies dressed up as uh, flight attendants. That's my, <laughs> that's my, <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. That's for sure. I, I spent most of my week watching old episode of Games Master. I'm not in any position to be criticizing other people's viewing habits. Um, all right, do you want another question then? Uh, okay, now this is a question, an old question about Hinari joining Bullet Club. So no, obviously that didn't happen. Uh, any more questions about Cosmic Angel's photo book? Delicious. <laughs> bring them next week definitely let's just have a, yeah. a section of the show devoted to the cosmic angles 
Uh, Louis says about regarding ready to the download the best of right here. Right, <laughs> uh, regarding the uh, Utah, maybe he means Yota because Utah. I don't know if there is a Utah. There's a Uto. <laughs> I'm so confused now because there's a new what young line. He's Uto, isn't he? Uto Nakashima. And oh, his question the, uh, says Utah. I assume he means Yota, as in Yota Suji. So let's assume that he's talking about Yota Suji. Regarding the Yota Suji Mexico excursion, is CMLL the only company New Japan does excursions with right now? I don't have a clue. Didn't they used to send Young Lions to the US, Canada, and the UK? Or was this All Japan I'm mistakenly thinking of? No, they've sent Young Lions to ROH. They sent them to RevPro in the UK and, and yet CMLL as well. But I mean, Suji does seem to specifically want to go to Mexico. But from uh, a Lucha blog tweet I saw couple of months ago that might not be the best place right now apparently I, I could have this wrong i apologize if i got this wrong but some cmlo wrestlers complaining about you know not getting paid and a, a bit of uh a bit of chaos going on down there so might not be the best idea uh, at this moment in time for him to head down to cmlo yeah yeah or anywhere you know i can't say or anywhere the, the red pro was talking about bringing people in soon that they were talking about a, um, specifically a young lion uh, from New Japan. So. Yeah, they, they said they managed to send, uh, what's his name, Shota Umino back at the start of the pandemic. Right. So for anyone wondering, he, it's not like he didn't get trapped in the UK or anything, but they said they, they're hoping to have news soon about young lions. So I don't know, maybe they got well, a deal for you, Suji you your, or, or Gabe Kit. Did you get the, the phone message from, from Yoda? You didn't get that? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not in that. That uh, when he was stuck in. <laughs> no, when he was stuck in the UK, he was like, "Oi, mate! I'm stuck <laughs> in the UK." <laughs> Poor clothes. You didn't get that message? No. Maybe we should. Uh, I want to see like a a remix of his promos cut to the <laughs> Park Life. <laughs> Park Life. <laughs> Dunk, dunk, oh, I've let myself dunk. down in this match, but I promise I will come back stronger and better next week. Park life, park life. <laughs> I put on my boots, my trousers, have a cup of tea, and I think about leaving the earth. I feed the sparrows too. It gives me a sense of enormous well-being. I'm going to do every line from the fucking. Uh oh, here comes Suzuki Goon. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> All the heels. So many heels. All right. <sighs> that was fun. Can we do which uh, show? Girls and boys next. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Uh, yeah, weird show, right? That's what we're all about. The fun, the giggles, the laughs, talking about this nonsense all day long. Logging off. I like these shows. I like doing the sort of random questions and jumping back and forth from different topics still got a lot of twitter questions left but i think we'll get to them next week because you know there's not really much going on there's not going to be a great deal to talk about so if we didn't read your question it's in the hopper it's on my notes document we will get to it so do not worry uh but i think we'll knock it on the head there damon yeah yeah sounds good to me i'm, I'm gonna look at this uh sample of the cosmic angels here and uh, you you wrap it up i'm, I'll wrap it I'm up. busy um so, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. We do really appreciate they're your... Joel, they're dressed up as kittens. They're dressed up as kittens. I saw that one. I saw that one. That Holy was good. Holy moly. And then there's another one where they're all like... I guess it's like some kind of... Are they feeding each other something? I'm trying to zoom in here. 
Do you have like, like a oh favorite my, outfit? Oh my god, go to that picture right now. It looks like she's holding some type of phallic thing <laughs> over her mouth. Look at it. Speaking of outfits, there's one that I really, really like. I don't know why. The, the, there's an ice cream shop here oh, called Swenson's. And the uniform that the staff wear is just... I don't know. I just really like that uniform. Maybe I'll, I'll try and find a picture and uh, you, you can critically assess the, uh, the the fashion choices there. But yeah, big fan of that. What are we talking about again? Oh yeah, I was try, uh, <laughs> trying to finish this up. podcast. Uh, oh yeah, uh, so manscaped.com, 20% off. Code is JCAST. Please do it. Use the code so they continue advertising with us and we keep getting money. And money is good. We like money. Discord link is in the show notes. At Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super jcast to get one of our t-shirts big thank you to editor dan find him on twitter at lousyhero219 subscribe to the voices of wrestling podcast network for other great shows give us a five snake review on itunes that you really enjoy this but i'm gonna have to check this out uh, follow us on twitter at the super jcast send us a copy of this cosmic angels photo book delicious thank you everyone for listening and goodbye